Welcome back to B-Sides and Deep Dives, our journey of musical discovery of songs off the beaten path. I'm Lisa, a frustrated DJ and Columbia House expatriate with an unyielding pursuit of the perfect lyrical content, production, and melodic composition for playlists to suit my every mood. And I'm Taya, a recovering mixtape maker and musical overthinker. And one of my favorite things in the world is being introduced to new old music that I've never heard before. Thanks again for tuning in to B-Sides and Deep Dives. We hope you like what you hear and that we bring a little joy into your day. And if you do like what you hear, connect with us on Facebook and Instagram and follow us on Spotify, the exclusive home for B-Sides and Deep Dives playlists. So a lot can be said about Mary Christine Burkett, also known as Lady T, also known as Vanilla Child, also known as Tina Marie. Um, I bet y'all didn't even know that was her real name. I didn't, and I've been a lifelong fan. What I will say is she is a conversation starter in soul music discussion. And one of the things we pride ourselves on here at Deep besides the deep dives is soul music um i'm gonna just tell you that growing up like my aunties and like the old heads they kind of shunned tina marie and that was back in the 80s and 90s this woman put out like 14 albums in like 13 years and her posthumous album is just as good as the rest but for the people new to tina marie and new to lady t or only know square biz and fire and desire what you don't know is that this woman was a consummate professional and musician she was actually discovered by um barry gordy when she was um, auditioning for a musical she's a southern california girl all the way through um, she's been on every label, whether it's Epic or Motown or Columbia, and she has a formula that is so tried and true, but for the most part, she is legitimately what we would call a B-side artist, right? Because you may know uh, one totally. hit, like you know Square Bits, you know Fire and Desire, you know um, Lover Girl, but for every one song, there are 10 that you don't know. And so putting this playlist together, it really feels good all the way through. I mean, there's songs on here that you know, songs on here that you've heard once or twice, but she is a legit B-side type of artist. She really is. Um, and she's one of my favorite artists of all time. And I think if I had to say what it was about her that I just love, it's just um, her lyrics can be just so like literary and cerebral. But her voice is the voice of a woman who loves hard, like with everything that she has. And you always feel like when you're listening to her, she loves hard and that love is not being returned, at least not at the level or for the length of time that she really wants it. So you hear that pain and that like passion and just like she is singing her guts out and you can hear it in every song that she sings. And I think that's why she resonated with us. We were young. She was singing about stuff we didn't know nothing about. And the old heads would tell you about that. She was singing her guts out. And I mean, it was an angst for a love in another dimension that we never understood. But we wrote every note 
every riff, every run with That's Lady right. T. That's right. Oh, Lady T. So let's go ahead and take a look at some of the songs that made our 18 song playlist. I can't believe I have to go first. This was so hard <laughs> for me to choose. I want to first and foremost say that I love everything on the Ivory album because it was during a critical time in my life, a formative time, and that whole album was just fire to me. But if I had to only pick one song off there, it would be since day one since day one like i know we can't play the music in here and i highly encourage you to go and check out our playlist on spotify but this song was on some grown woman stuff it gave me the poetry in the beginning god created i mean it gave you everything that is quintessential lady t it was what i like to affectionately refer to as her formula tina marie songs had a formula they had a little bit of poetry they had a little bit of funk they had a bit of love lost angst and they had this ephemeral ethereal eternal vibe and since day one that's just that is literally my day it comes on now i have to lower my head um my other two favorites and i lumped them together so i know this is cheating is casanova brown and dear lover um they're tied because they're really the same song and I love them both so much but for different reasons um Casanova Brown I love that jazzy break in the middle where she's giving you a little bit of jazz a little bit of Sarah Vaughn um and Dear Lover because it just speaks to anybody who's ever had to write a letter to somebody right like this is how <laughs> old this is this is back right. when wrote letters but when she says, I hope this letter finds you, um, it's just everything. The harmony and the background on that song just keep you hanging. Her soprano is just impeccable. And she's just really crying out. And so Dear Lover and Casanova Brown, I love for the same reason. My third choice, don't stop me. I see you. I see you. But let me go ahead. I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish in my Kanye book. But my third choice is also two songs that are incredibly alike, but on different albums. I Need Your Loving. And that's the bottom line. I need your love. And Work It. These are both variations on the same theme and cut from that square biz cloth. You know, just funky with a, a catchy little hitch which you could bop to. Um, they highlight again her music and her poetry in the same way but they give you that bounce so you don't even realize it um work it i probably if i had to pick between i need your loving and work it it would be i need your loving because a little okay i was going to say <laughs> i was going to say like I feel it in my third eye like she's giving you that that wokeness in the very last one and this was a last second edition it's Shangri-La what I know. Oh, boy. Hey, this is five hey, songs I cheated you did cheat oh how many was I supposed to pick just three keep going I mean but that is three I got since day one 
Casanova Brown and Dear Lover are tied, and then I Need Your Loving and Work It are tied. Shangri-La, I threw that in because I've been deep diving and listening to her like for the week uncut, and we are on quarantine drinks right now. So Tina Marie for five days straight, like you can't just come up with three songs. What you got, cuz? <laughs> Well, look, I, I did follow the instructions <laughs> and I only picked three songs, which was difficult. Um, but my first song is Midnight Magnet. And I'm just oh, going to yeah. say, like, from the gate, I really don't have a good reason why I like this song, except that it's on Robbery, which is low-key one of my favorite albums. And that actually includes your two faves, Casanova Brown and Dear Lover, are both on Robbery. And there's other like really dope B-sides on there that are on our playlist, like Shadow Boxing, um, which, oh my God, and um, Stop the World. So those are both on our playlist that you'll want to check out on Spotify. But it's like Tina being attracted to and following and ultimately getting hurt uh, emotionally and physically um, in her pursuit of this alluring, elusive lover. And I like the, um, you know, the funky touches in there. There's a questionable word being used, which is circumspect. I don't think she is using it the way it's supposed to be used, but that's part of the song's charm to me. Uh, why are you raising your hand? Because I want to say shout out to my internet boyfriend for picking a Midnight Magnet and his favorites too. And in our thread, we were talking about the use of the word circumspect. That's right. Shout out to him. Um, great minds think alike. Uh, my second choice is Now That I Have You. And I just cannot say enough about this song. I love it. I love the way it just starts off so like um, light and airy and just lovely. It's probably like one of her least intense songs. It sounds actually more like a song that Minnie Ripperton would have recorded. Um, not necessarily Tina. Do you know she was good friends with Minnie Ripperton? I did and not that know that. By Rudolph's godmother? No. Okay, fun facts. Yes, she's Marv. She's um, Marvin Gaye's daughter, known as Godmother, and she is Maya Rudolph's godmother because she was really good friends with Minnie Ripperton. I bet you didn't know that. I keep going. I cause. did not know that. I was today years old when I found that out. But okay, so that's perfect. That song really sounds like a Minnie song. It doesn't sound like a Tina song. Um, but yet she brings her Tina-ness to it. So there's still, you know, more intensity, a lot more, you know, grit and emotion in it. But ultimately it's lighthearted because for once, um, the person that she loves, loves her back and she actually has them. Um, I cannot tell you how many uh, slow jams, mixtapes and mix CDs I put this on. Um, and it just always was just uh, the jam. Um, and then my last one, is very much like in the the kind of Casanova Brown uh, dear lover tradition. It's called Yes Indeed. Um, this one is on It Must Be Magic. So that's the album that has like Square Biz and Portuguese Love on it. So those yeah. are like two classic, classic, super classic uh, Tina Marie songs. But it's a song, it didn't get as much play but it is, it has that spiritual quality, the poetic quality that a lot of her ballads have it's like the first line that she says is you are the seed and the grain of every harvest planted in love by a being far beyond this who says that but it's like you already know 
from the gate in this song, this love, whoever she is singing about, this is doomed to fail. And by the end, she is just saying, you broke my spirit. Like, okay, you're just done. Um, But even in that, you know, when she just, when she's sort of asking herself, do I love this person? Yes, indeed. It is just, uh, it is just mind blowing. And it is so much of what we love about Lady T. Well, you know, she studied literature and English at Santa Monica City College, and she was always just the ultimate poet. Um, I just don't know that this world was ready for her. Like, she was legit ahead of her time. And I agree. And look at, like, the Erica Badu's and the Ari Lennox's, which is a newer artist, you know, they just don't, they, they cannot hold her, her shoes right now. But they, they do borrow from that tradition. They definitely borrow from the tradition, but I, I get what you're saying. It's like she was doing it then in a way that was still so super like just raw. And and this is so off script, but you know she came up under like Parliament Funkadelic, Lucy Collins, of course Rick James. Did you know that Rick James gave up an opportunity to work with Diana Ross? Because when he saw this child perform, he was like, that's it. She's the future. And she really, if you think about that starship, mothership. Yeah. And Earth, Wind, and Fire a little bit in there, too. At least their themes. Yeah. Yeah, she's she was ahead of her time. Wow. Lady T, that's why we love her. So, of course, I have to go first for the toughest topic ever, which is songs that did not make the cut. Controversy. I'll be real with you. A lot of Tina's songs, she's so far out there, you're like, what are you talking about, lady? Even researching her and understanding that she was just on a whole nother plane, there are just some Tina Marie songs that I will skip. And I'm finna tell you what they are. Like to hear them, here they go. The first one I don't like is actually on my favorite album. Oh no, it's not on my favorite album. Lover Girl's not on there, but um, Here's Looking At You, which is on Ivory, gets an honorable mention. But the two Tina Marie songs that I will skip each and every time they come on. One is Lover Girl. The um, lyrics were just too cliche, like, she even tells you they're cliche and you listen anyway because the funky bass line and the lyrics are just, the rest of the song is so dope. But I can't get past the lyrics. They are tired. The second one, and this is why Ty is so quiet now because she doesn't know that I'm really actually saying it. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Go ahead. Surprise but, okay, me. Okay, I'm going to say it. Her song for Marvin Gaye. Oh. Uh, my dear Mr. Gay. It is... Are you allowed She's to not like to a tribute song? Are you She's allowed to, to not? <laughs> okay. Okay. What, Ty? No, I'm just saying. Like, are you allowed to put a tribute song on your least well, favorite Well, let me, songs? and I'm glad you stopped me and asked that question. Let me tell you why I'm allowed to put this tribute song right here. Um, we're in the wake of losing Kobe Bryant a month ago. 
And when Marvin Gaye passed away, a whole bunch of people rounded up to make songs. Diana Ross, ooh, I'm missing you, which is probably my favorite, but we will have that conversation later. The Commodores had a song. Okay, yeah. Horrid. Horrid. I threw it in my mouth. <laughs> Frankie Beverly Mays had a trippy song. I rocks with that because I understand that Marvin Gaye discovered Frankie Beverly Mays. Tina Marie's song. <sighs> I know that they grew up in some type of collective, creative enclave. And they all got along so well that she's known a gay's godmother. I get it. But that song was just, she's just crooning her grief. And she probably should have kept it to herself. That's all I'm going to say. Ouch. Um, I noticed, noticeably me correct myself i noticeably don't discuss fire and desire y'all know it's on the playlist i ain't gotta tell you but let me tell you a fire and desire story i heard listening to quest love's podcast one day do you know that tina marie was sick with of all things an upper respiratory infection she oh, wow. was in the hospital but rick james had already booked the studio time and those those verses we love from Fire and Desire, that woman sang with an upper respiratory infection because he went and got her out the hospital to sing her part. Not so nice. when you're listening to Fire and Desire, understand that Lady T belted that from a place that was not even within her body. Um, that's not why it didn't make my cut. I knew it was going to make the cut. It's a classic. The irony is it wasn't on her album. It was on his. And there was never another duet that she ever did that could even scratch the surface of what Fire and Desire did. But the songs that I'm not crazy about are her tribute to Marvin Gaye and Lover Girl. Ty, what you got? Okay. First of all, I, I would commend to you, and it's it doesn't rise to the level of Fire and Desire, but they did another duet called Once in Future Dream yeah. that I like from Naked to the World. Um, it was so, I. Okay. It was a little bit better than I. Okay. But, okay. So here's my unpopular. Well, I don't know. This might be popular. Maybe people also dislike this song too. I did not like Ooh La La La. And I know that that was like a big radio hit for her from that same album from Naked to the World. But I just, ugh. And I think when I really look at why I don't like it, I don't have a good reason. It's not even that I think it's cliche or anything like that. I think what it comes down to is my own musical snobbery. And I'm like, of all the Tina Marie songs that you are gonna play 20,000 times a day on the radio, Shout out to the old KBLX. Why this one? This, this one does not rise to the level of hit to me. And so I think I just had, like I had a thing with the song. Like I was just mad that other people liked it. <laughs> Maybe, I, I don't know. I, I really don't have like a good reason, but that's my, that's my one. That's my one that didn't make the cut. So, so when the Fuji's brought it back to life in the 90s, you were like, this is Double Jeopardy? It was Double Jeopardy. I didn't like that song. I didn't, I was not a, yeah, it was all right. But it wasn't like, no. 
So no. those are our songs that didn't make the cut. We would be interested to hear what Tina Marie songs we're missing from our playlist. Don't forget to hit us up on social media. We are B-Sides and Deep Dives everywhere you look for us. And we welcome the smoke because we both feel passionately about Lady T. She's our first icon in many icon playlists that we will put out. But she, we know that she is a conversation starter and we know that people have strong opinions about Lady T. So I'm not crazy about Marvin Gaye. Ty is not crazy about Ooh La La La. And Lover Girl, you probably missed it. That's how far under the radar it flew. But hit us up, y'all. We really want this to be an interactive experience. And as we work on our podcast and work on our playlist, we want to take you guys along for the ride. If this is your first time hearing about Marie, or if you only know one or two songs, be sure to check out her hits. Yeah, if everybody knows Square Biz, it will always make me get up. Portuguese and Love and Out on a Limb will always put me in my feels. And there will never be a time that Fire and Desire comes on that I will not sing every verse and lyric. I sing both. I sing Rick's part and I sing Lady T's part. And I'm never going to stop. Please also check out Deja Vu as well as Behind the Groove. Deja Vu is you know, Tina at her mystical and mythical best. It's almost like she's starting an Octavia Butler or an N.K. Jemison story and not really a song, but it's that same like gut-wrenching emotion you hear in her ballads. And by the time she gets to, thank God, I'm not coming back again, been here before, you are testifying with her. Um, and then also behind the groove, which is just this hard slapping bass line that makes you want to dance. It's not as bright sounding as Square Biz, but it's just as funky. And you know that she and Rick James use the same musicians. And so there's that same funk, that same underlying bass line that just makes you move a part of your body you didn't even know moved. But with these other songs, they are like from another place in time. They're on that third eye, wolf, pineal gland, decalcified, where you just feel like you need to meditate and like elevate on a higher level. Um, There is something to be said about her music at its core. But, you know, if you can't get that deep down, the hits are always there. There's something about Square Biz. There's something about Behind the Groove. There's something about, you know, I Need Your Lovin' that just will make you bop your head um, and just give Lady T a try. And then when you get comfortable, take a deeper dive into some of those songs that you've never heard before. And you'll realize that the things she was talking about 20 years ago are just as relevant today as they were then. Yeah. Um, and maybe at some point you'll tell me what a pineal gland is. Um. <laughs> but you know what, Taya? Um, before we like in this section, I think it's fair to say there has not been a female artist since her, before her, 
or even now that scratches the surface of all she did. You know, she was a musician. Some of her songs you can tell were inspired by Prince and the Minneapolis sound. Some of her songs you can tell were inspired by Parliament Funkadelic. Most of her songs you could tell were influenced by Rick James. But she was even working with Babyface and Cash Money. She was even working with Baby. Um, she was even working with corrupt and like the West Coast rapper scene. You know, she was a Cali girl, and a lot of her, you know, there's an artist out right now that people probably won't see the connection. And the only reason I do is because I listen to too much music, and that's Janae Aiko. A lot of Janae's stuff is similar to Lady T's, and that it's got that poetic, good sound. If there was a word for it, I'm not sure if I can if I can go with you on that. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if I could go with you on that. Um, although I do like her, but I I don't necessarily see the connection. And maybe because I just I find her, um, and this is another podcast uh, to be more like kind of in the tradition of sort of the descendants of Brandy. Do you know what I mean? In terms of that sound, that kind of whispery light. Or Randy Crawford, but but more Brandy Norwood. Um, oh, but you I said don't Brandy. I thought you said Brandy. No, okay. no, no. Brandy Norwood. Um, but I, I find her to be more in that tradition. So I don't even make the, the sonic connection. But I'll have to listen to her again. Um, and think yeah, about and her in also, that context. I consume more newer music than you do, and I'm trapped in high school because I work in high school for a living. <laughs> True. And Janae Aiko and some of the newer R&B girls mm-hmm. that have like a hood, and I shouldn't say hood, I should say community connection. Okay. They try to blend their poetry with the sound of the streets. And I feel like Tina Marie was doing that back before it was a thing. Hmm. And so I will send you some Janae Aiko songs to listen to. The first one that comes to mind is Everywhere You Go. And then she has a song. It's a breakup song with Corrupt from the Dog Pound. That's very much, I'm from Slauson, but I can sing and I'm pretty. But I feel this type of way because of my urban connections. That I feel like Tina Marie always had an issue transcending. You know, she was probably a musical genius even though people didn't call her one. yeah i think so um, because of her understanding of instrumentalization i know i just killed that word but just her understanding of music yes. did i say it wrong what was i trying to say <laughs> maybe Don't you were trying to say like, musicality but i get yeah. what you're saying like yeah. <laughs> that i get what you're saying though and then she studied english and literature and then she was also a performer. She was really a triple threat. Yeah, she um, was a, she was an artist, but she wasn't a star. You know what I mean? Yeah, she yeah. Was, and she was that was exactly what she, she's an artist, and she wasn't a star. She was also unique, and dare I say, not pretty. You know what I mean? Like when Mariah Carey comes around, and when Josh Stone comes around, and these other blue-eyed soul singers, we give them a little bit more license that we didn't give Lady T because she was really funky. You know, she was the first white person, white woman to perform on Soul Train when she does uh, Square Bits way back. Really? I didn't know that. Okay. And she's awkward as hell. If you've ever seen the playback, she's awkward because she's really a musician. And, you know, Soul Train was very much lip syncing and uh, appearance. Right. Tana Marie has always had a substance about her that precedes her style. Yeah, she doesn't have, she's she's not polished in the way that I think 
probably people wanted her to be. Because right. when you think about the Joss Stones and the Mariah Carey, they're very much polished, kind of produced, and and not yeah. to take away Even the Adele's. Yeah, and not to take away from yeah. their singing ability or anything like that. But it was almost like you could not tame Tina Marie enough to polish her like that. She just was too... She was wild and peaceful, Lady T. She <laughs> got to keep her eyes in the fire, you see. All right, you're not exactly. allowed to do that. But uh, yeah, she was, I, I guess I guess so. Because she just wasn't... You could not... She was untamed. She was just uncut like raw. So, But that's why we loved her. Okay, y'all. Thanks for listening to us. This was uh, lengthy because you can't just have a five-second fireside chat about Lady T. We want you to definitely check out our playlist. Um, It is called Icon Tina Marie Playlist on our B-Sides and Deep Dives account on Spotify. We also have made a supplemental playlist because there's that much music. Um, Tina Marie, The Hits, which includes some of the other songs we mentioned and that she's probably most well known for. We really want to hear your opinion. Um, To take on an an endeavor like this is a big deal. And we really are like over the moon about the process. But we know that everybody has opinions about music because it is the universal language. And we do want to hear from you. We've got a Facebook page, we've got an Instagram page, we've got a Spotify playlist, and we have our podcast. We also have a blog. So take advantage of all those ways that you can interact with me and my cousin, and we can respond in kind so that this can be a group project. That's right. And don't forget to check out some of the other playlists that we have posted in Spotify and let us know what you think. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you. We'll see you on the B side.